Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you look up the word ace, you're going to see Shane McClanahan because that's what he is for the race. I mean, you want to see and know what an ace does. The bullpen was kind of beat up. Really, both teams were, were that way going into this series in Baltimore at Camden Yards. And McClanahan goes out there, and it wasn't nowhere near his best, right? Um, he's had far too many walks this year for him. But six shutout innings against that Orioles ball club, which is a good lineup, to improve to 7-0. and And the bullpen comes in and, and gets some huge outs. They managed to only score three runs. They they win three to nothing over Baltimore to to keep this ridiculous start alive. Now twenty nine and seven, which is incredible. That's the third best thirty six game start in the modern era since nineteen oh one. They're still chasing those eighty four Tigers. They got to thirty five um, and five before they lost a few, which is that, just yeah, incredible. Which is <laughs> that team was insane, and they they went all the way to the World Series and won it. Thank you, uh, no problem. The Orioles, though, by the way, entered the game twenty-two and twelve, mm-hmm. the second best record in the majors, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they and that's after losing to to the Braves a couple times, but they have a good lineup. This was a good game, and you know the, the thing I love about McClanahan now is, in addition um, to his his perfect record, which I know sometimes pitchers aren't judged really by win loss all the time, is the fact that he can go out there and not be sharp. And and there's still so much more meat on the bone for him because he's he's walked for him far too many batters this year, but get himself in and out of jams, um, and the maturity of him after the game he talked about just how he's able to calm himself down in certain situations and kind of focus on the process. You know, Kyle Snyder went out there key times and, and he said he couldn't repeat what Kyle says to him on the air, um, but. It's just the maturity of this guy. He is a true ace. Um, he is a guy that could start the all-star game again this year. Well, definitely has the kind of stuff that could be a Cy Young uh, award winner one day. Um, but more than that, they needed him you know, to go at least six innings. You wanted to at least you know, only need maybe, maybe nine outs or so to, to complete the game. And... He went through that lineup three times and didn't allow a run, which is really saying something. I, I just I'm more impressed with Shane McClanahan, I think, or as impressed as I am with our other array of stars, right? Whether it's Wander Franco or Randy Rosarena. McClanahan is just special and different and competitive and he does exactly what they needed. I mean, they had an exhaustive game, exhausting game. Uh, in that eight to seven win, you know, to finish the series against the Yankees, then flew up and and they're beginning this ten game eleven eleven day road trip uh, against really good ball club in Baltimore, and just handled them, you know, just made plays in the field, uh, got some big home runs, uh, you know, uh, some uh, and even a tack on home run by Luke Rayleigh late in that game. Josh Josh Lowe, 
uh, is off to a, a great start. What's he got? Like eight home runs now, Steve, or something like that? Eight or nine? Uh, um, yeah, I think that was eight tonight. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, and and you know, Rayleigh hit his eighth as well mm-hmm. off uh, Keegan Aiken. So they've done what it's take you know what it takes to win, but it's just impressive that. When you need it, when you hand the ball to McClanahan every five games, you know what you're going to get. The other team, every five days, the other team will have to outpitch him for you to lose, and that's really hard to do. It is, and and I would argue I didn't see a lot of tonight's game. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a little bit, but I didn't see all of it. But I would argue, too, that Shane hasn't had his best stuff all year either. Not at all. He's been really not good, but not he hasn't been great. No, his command's not been what it mm-hmm. usually is. Yeah. I mean I, I don't even think he's pitched his best yet. And he's seven and mm-hmm. zero and dealing and you know, probably on pace to start the all star game, as you said, and you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff and, and and he deserves all that. But I still think he's got better this year. No question. And I think he's, you know, he's that's, better what, at that's what you need from situations. your ace. You need your ace. Yeah. That that even if they don't have their best stuff are still Giving you opportunities to win every game they pitch—that's what an ace is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't—you know—when you go on that mound, you don't always have your best stuff. Not every pitch is working every night, right? But how you get through that, how you minimize—you know—runs and and you know back-to-back hits and you know teams—you know doing what the Rays do, putting you know back-to-back-to-back at bats together to be able to drive in runs and and right. aces stop that. Okay, I gave up a walk. Or I gave up a hit. Whatever. I mean, it, it's limited to the one and move on. And, you know, Shane's very good at that. And, and, you know, I remember what was a year or two ago, whatever it was, talking about, I don't know if he's mentally ready to be an ace. Well, he was right away. I mean, mm-hmm. we questioned that going into what was it last year. Right. And, boy, did he prove every – I don't want to say proved him wrong. I mean, we were just questioning whether he was ready for that yet. He was still a young pitcher working his way up. Right. But he matured real quickly on the mound there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's impressive. And, you know, as good as Arazarena and Wander Franco have been offensively, Shane McClanahan's that for your pitching staff. And, you know, that's how you have a team that goes 29-7. and Because you right. you have some studs on the team. No, they, Everybody's they contributing, do. but you've got studs. They've got all-stars. And then, you know, in this game uh, against a, a tough right-hander, they get two big flies, you know, from two of their two power bats, uh, you know, the, from the left-handers, uh, you know, with Josh and and Luke, and uh, you need that too. I mean, you need you mm-hmm. need the home runs, and they've hit home runs. This is that's the one thing. If I were going to say like what has surprised you the most, other than this ridiculous start in terms of record, to me, it's been the home runs. You know, this this did not seem like a team that could have an historic home run year. And and that's what they're doing. I mean, they lead in every offensive category, so I guess generally you'd say it's the offense because that's where you left mm-hmm. off a year ago, not being able to score any runs in the postseason. Um, but well, and you struggled offensively last year, and your GM came out and said we're looking for bats, we're in looking the for, and we're looking for left-handed bats. Yeah, left and, and on top of that, they basically signed no one. That's right. They signed a you know a starting pitcher, Zach Eflin. That's it. Who's who's going to go tonight? And he's done great. Mm-hmm. But. But what they've changed in their approach, and you're seeing it in every hitter, is the the pitch selection mm-hmm. and being more selective at the plate, yep. not not swinging at bad pitches, not right. giving in to pitchers, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've just see, and you see it up and down the lineup that what they worked on in with the off season and of course spring training is clicking and everyone is bought in and it's working. I mean, you know, they make pitchers work harder than they did last year. Oh, way harder, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're a pitcher facing this lineup, you cannot be having fun. That, no, and and there's no easy outs in it either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're so deep right now that, you know, everybody has it seems, you know, four or more home runs in the, in the entire lineup, um and they turn it over so well that before you know it, you know, you're right back to Yandy yeah. Diaz. They have 10 hitters with four or more home runs, by the way. That's, that's stupid, man. The only the only ones who don't, they've only used 14 players, position players this year. The only ones who don't are Jose Siri, who's only played right. 16 games because he was hurt for a while. And he's got two or three, I think. Three. He's got three. Margot's got yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Mejia's got one, only played 17 mm-hmm. games. It's Doesn't play, yeah. And Vidal Brujan, who's played 11 games, has none. Right. Everybody else has four or more. Yeah, and I, that's really the. I mean, they got one run outside of the home run, and they should have had more. They loaded the bases uh, in the seventh, and they ended up, uh, you know, getting after after a sack fly. They got Yandi doubled up, trying to go from first to second. They reviewed the play, and there wasn't enough to overturn it, so he was out. So they, you know, at that point, it's only two to nothing. Like as good as McClanahan was, that game was was still completely in doubt. I mean, the Orioles got guys on. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to credit the bullpen, which again is is kind of a wild ride for them some days. Um, but listen, uh, when when Poche went in, got a huge strikeout after he kind of put a couple guys on. Uh, Kevin Kelly, who's that Rule Five rookie, had a scoreless inning, and then Jason Adam. This is, I think, the third straight game he's pitched in, and and uh, maybe or or has gotten the save in. I don't know which. But he's worked a lot of late, and he came in and, and, and you know, and got the save for him. So they needed nine outs. They got it, you know, uh, and that's that's what McClanahan did for him because, again, both bullpens were pretty taxed coming into the series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a way to start a road trip. You go up there, you're playing the team that's second in the American League East. Um, they're five and a half back. Now they're six and a half back, and – Look where you're at. You're only you're only 36 games. What is it? 35, 36 games into the season. 36 games into the season. So, of course, with 29 wins, Rick, they must be cheating, right? Well, yeah. Let's get to that. Let let's let's figure out how is it that the Rays can be so good, so fast. And oh, by the way, what have they lost at home? One game, two maybe, two games to Houston, I think. No, they're three. They're nineteen maybe and three. three at home. Nineteen and three. Nineteen and three at home. Really, really. Three losses out of twenty-two. There's something has to be wrong because the Rays can't be this good. There's got to be some cheating involved. At least that's what the guys at WFAM suggest, and and are willing to tell you they have absolutely no evidence whatsoever it just seems wrong it just seems fishy <laughs> something's wrong man something's wrong it, it has to be so if you missed it craig carton and evan roberts are the afternoon show on wfan mm-hmm. and of course the rays took two out of three from the yankees over the weekend including coming overcoming a six-run deficit to garrett cole on sunday 
and they just say the Rays are fishy. And uh, paraphrasing, but basically, we have no evidence, but they must be cheating because how could this team win? I mean, we don't know any right. of these guys. How could these guys be doing anything? And you can listen to me. I'm going to say it now before we have any evidence, or you can wait to read it in The Athletic or USA Today or one of those other places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Well, it, 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 look, because New York's not winning, New York got their butts beat, that, of course, something has to be wrong. I mean... The Rays are exceeding expectations, no question about it, because no one ever expects a team to start 29-7. and seven. No, because it doesn't happen. No. It, I mean, that's why it's the third time or the third best record in, since it's 1901. Since the 1900s, yeah. yeah. But, like, on this Rays team, and, and they've always been good pitching. No one's questioning that. Or at least, well, who knows? Maybe they're questioning that, too. They're probably questioning everything. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, and we'll get to their pitcher, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> who led the league in home runs given up last year and hadn't given up a home run until Sunday. No, he's not mm. using sticky stuff again, is he? What are you saying? And notice I said again. Right. No, he definitely was using it the first time. Um, so, But we can get to that, too. But, like, a Randy Rosarina, who doesn't think he's capable of doing what he's doing? We've seen him do this in the postseason. Wander Franco has been considered one of the best prospects in baseball for years. Who doesn't mm-hmm. who doesn't think he can do what he's doing? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, okay, so, you know, one name they brought up, Christian Bethencourt, because he hit a home run off Garrett Cole. Right. Well, look what he did last year. Look at the Rays, uh, you know, uh, okay, let's think of some catchers the Rays have had. What about Travis Darno, who they got off, who was the third team to have him that year, got him right. for cash from the Dodgers, basically, who had DFA'd him. He resurrected his career, and now he's still doing it in Atlanta. Oh, but he's course, still mashing. Yeah, must have cheated to do that. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, because the Rays don't take people and tweak things in their at bats, their pitching, their mechanics, their this, and make them better. Because that's what they've done for a generation now. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's got a goal, New Yorkers in general, and Yankee fan in particular, that they pay all that money. For all that talent. Now, much of it or some of it is hurt right now with the Yankees, Aaron Judge and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said all that, you blow a six-run lead, uh, you'd have to do a whole lot of cheating to do that against Garrett Cole. If you watch the pitches he threw, and unless you're suggesting they knew it was coming, the difference in Garrett Cole between when he had a 6 to nothing lead and then leaving with 6-6 six, six, is that he started throwing the ball over the middle of the plate. He was missing over the strike zone, and they were not missing their 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 swings on. They got good swings on them, mm-hmm. and look, they hit the ball out of the park. He walked a couple guys, um, and that's what it takes sometimes. You you know, the three run homer is greatest play in baseball according to Earl Weaver. So, you know, when you give that up, and he and you meant to your point, he had not given up home runs. Um, so maybe there was something different about him, but. That's that's sort of what happens. And look, the Rays are hot. I mean, you can't be any hotter than the way they're playing right now. Will it last? Statistics tell us no. I mean, they're going after Seattle's 116 win record, but um, you know, it's 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 we're only into May. You know, it was May 8th yesterday, so there's so far to go that it's unrealistic to think that they could you know 
approximate anything like that the rest of the way. But because we're off to a great start, they're feeding off of it. You know, like this is the thing. You have as confident of a baseball team as there has been in the last, I don't know, 40 years, 35 years or whatever it is. And so when that happens, there's not much you can do wrong. You, like teams have to beat you. And and now they've got – it's going to be interesting how they handle this because the more that, that's out there, right, and nonsensical stuff like on WFAN and whatnot, and the, the, the more gaudy the record looks, the more tension they're going to get. And people are going to want to knock them off more than they do anybody else. They're now going to be the measuring stick for which all teams, you know, try to evaluate themselves. And you're going to hear mm-hmm. the jealousy. You're going to hear the fan base's question, like, how can the Rays be this good? Until you play them. And you've got Shane McClanahan that can throw 100 or can drop a changeup or throw a curveball or the mm-hmm. slider or the cover. Like, you know, if you watch them play, it's not hard to figure. They have good players, man. And they have good players who are all playing well at the same time. There's not a lot of guys. Now, they didn't knock the ball all over the park the other day. And frankly, they, they didn't do a very good job and haven't done a very good job with runners in scoring position of late. The home runs and the pitching staff made it stay up, mm-hmm. made it stand up. You know, I mean, that, that game could have gone either way. The Orioles had guys on base, chances to, to take the lead, and they couldn't mm-hmm. because the, the Rays' bullpen was better. Well, if you remember a couple weeks ago, the whole narrative was, well, the Rays are doing against bad competition. It's the Tigers, it's the Athletics, now they're cheating. it's the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Now all of a sudden they play the Pirates, who had the second best record in baseball. They play the who Orioles just tonight. just won the other night. Yeah. Orioles have the second best record in baseball. You play the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you can't just say, well, it's the competition anymore. Right. So now, they else. have to be cheating. Because the Rays have right. not exceeded expectations every year for the last, I don't know, decade. Well, there's I, I, I could be wrong. They're either the third or fourth best record. Uh, in baseball, like you said, over the last decade. So mm-hmm. it's not as if, like, this is not a new development. I We talked about this with Joe Madden when I ran into him at a golf. He's like, yeah. look, they right now the Tampa Bay Rays have the best culture in baseball. I think the last They've five seasons, so yeah, the last five seasons, the only teams with more wins are the Dodgers and the Astros. There you go. That's it. And they both won World Series. Multiple for the, for the Astros. But yeah, two teams. Yeah. So... It's, it, this should not be a surprise to anybody in the American League East, you know. Yeah. But it, but it is a remarkable. You got to admit it's it, it's it's getting stupid now. <laughs> I mean, you're approaching thirty wins, man, and they only got. I mean, it's crazy. It's in it's thirty six games. I mean, you know, you don't. The Yankees got off to a hot start last year. wasn't close to this. Right. This. I right. mean, this is. And look, was some of that early based on the competition, and did that help fuel the confidence? Maybe. But you know what's funny about that? And I'll just say this Mm -hmm. real quick. In baseball especially, okay, look at any series where a Mm -hmm. team comes in with a bad record on the road Mm -hmm. and and wins. Mm -hmm. It happens every single day, multiple times a day, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you you get team the Oakland A's are going to win a game on the road eventually. They're going to beat they're going to beat somebody who's good because mm-hmm. it's baseball, man. Yeah, it, it, we're not we're not talking about playing once a week in the NFL here, where you know 
it's my guys against your guys, and and it's for all the marbles, and it's one sixteenth of the season. You play so many games, um, you you know you have to manage for one hundred sixty two. Sometimes you can't use your best players or your best bullpen. You know, there's things you have guys need days off. I mean, the the worst team in in baseball is going to beat the best team on the road at some point. So even that doesn't make sense. You know, you can talk about the schedule all you want, but hell, these guys don't lose to anybody. And it's a credit to them because at this point, winning could get old. <laughs> at this point, the expectations could eat you alive, you know. And the the only guy, there's just there's, they've, there's not many people that aren't playing at, the, at their mm-hmm. peak of their careers right now. They're just not. They're, just, they're all playing great. Yeah, I think, you know, this is by far the best stretch we've seen Randy Rosarina have. For sure. You know, as far as consistency. Consistency, right. You know, and, but, and he's but, changed his approach. But yeah, that's the whole thing is, is you go through right. and, and how many stories have been written about how he's changed his approach and is taking a more cerebral view of things and wants to know about pitchers, which he didn't in the past. And, you know, I mean, you can explain this. Taylor Walls has changed his swing. Mm-hmm. Shortened his, his swing and, and changed the way he approaches at the plate, and it's working. And mentally, he's talked about mm-hmm. how he doesn't think about results. He thinks about the process, mm-hmm. and he knows he can't control it. Whereas that's part of baseball too. It's a failure sport, and if you hit three balls on the nose and go zero for three, you're, the fourth time up, you're pressing. You're swinging at bad pitches. You're trying to hit three home runs. Like that's the part of the game that m- most of us don't advance from. <laughs> Because, you know, and, and, and Taylor Walls has gotten beyond that. Same thing with Josh Lowe. Mm-hmm. Josh Lowe was lost last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it just they wanted it to happen a year ago, and it didn't. He had to, re, he had to recalibrate his whole mind, his whole mindset. And now he's, he's doing what his abilities will let it, allow him mm-hmm. to do. You know what, what people don't talk enough about with this Rays team? And, and, and this is part of it, too, is last year they struggled offensively. This year they're a lot better. And it's basically the same lineup. But how young they are. They're still a young team. Right. Like, you know, Josh Lowe struggled last year for his rookie season. Okay, and he came back this year and he's better. And, you know, but just go through the go through the list of players. They're young. And they got better in the offseason. Isn't that what young players are supposed to do? Yeah. Now, you know, how much better they got, and, 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 you know, but you can go through the things they talk about you see. Like we talked about the, you know, the pitch selection and recognizing pitches and, and when to swing, when not to. You see them doing it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're being more selective. They're putting more balls in play. They're striking out less. All the stuff they want to do, they're, they're doing. How is that, I, I, you know, to just sit there and go, they're cheating. They, they're so good, they, they've got to be cheating. Did, did they say about the Yankees last year when they got off to a hot start? Yeah, but they spent three hundred and fifty million dollars on payroll. No, well, They're supposed to be that good. If you spend three hundred fifty million, then of, of course that you know you can't cheat. You must you just, be good. Yeah, yeah. You just you're just better than everybody else. I mean, uh, if, if you have a silly. reason to believe it, okay. But they yeah. flat out said we have no reason, no reason to say this. We we're going to no say it anyway, whatsoever. But I'm we're going to say it you're anyway. Hear it here first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, come on, come on, man, come on. What are we talking about? We're talking about a team that just got off to a great, great start. And so many of those games, like, it's not as if – in the beginning, they were bashing people, right? Like, they they were just running away with it. 
last three weeks or so, two, three weeks, they've, they've been in a lot of one-run games. I mean, this last series with the Yankees are all one-run games, and they won two out of three. They shut out the Baltimore Orioles. I don't. I, I mean, you know, it's a shutout, folks. It's not like um, what are there are there pitchers now cheating too? I mean, I'm trying to figure out. You don't know what the batter's thinking. I can see the other way around if you're saying, well, you know, either you're you're getting tipped off and and that's why you're blasting the ball around or or whatnot. But what about what about the pitchers? What about the defense? What about all the other things that you've seen this team do to help them win games? And they haven't been perfect. Like I said, they they could have easily lost this ball game because they couldn't they couldn't expand it. It was one nothing mm-hmm. for the longest time. They probably should have lost Sunday when you're down six nothing to Garrett Cole. Oh, absolutely. How many times yeah. is Garrett Cole going to give up six runs yeah. ever, let alone in one in one yeah. inning? Yeah, and they blew the lead on yeah. on Saturday night. I mean, they probably should have won that game. Right? No, they're not perfect. I mean, they have lost six times. You know, seven, seven. Houston let's you know, let's, let's well, be honest. seven. Now, what's one one to be? Yeah. But I mean, Houston, Houston had no trouble with them, and God knows they cheat. <laughs> so they came into the, they came into the trap and won two out of three. How do you explain that? They must be better at it than the Rays. Apparently, it's silly. It's silly, and it's cheap, and it's and it's it's just wrong to say because unless you have the evidence, unless you have receipts, man, that's just a bad take. You know, that's that you sound like I guess you're intending to sound, which is just New York fanboy. You know, we can't be this bad. They have to be they have to be cheating. <laughs> so it's it's funny to me. But hey, they'll take it. However, it's happening. I mean, they are uh, they are red hot. They are playing great baseball. They are competitive as hell. And I think that's to me, that's the biggest thing, right, is that. They haven't lost their fire, man. Every single night, these guys mm-hmm. go out there and they they have one purpose, and that's to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, one purpose. They don't care who does it. Um, they're all going up there with the right approaches. They're all trying to play the right way, and they just want to win. Well, and, and that's and one thing. The, the other thing the Rays have talked about, Kevin Cash has, and the players, they really worked on camaraderie and and being a team. And they focused on it throughout the offseason. They focused on the spring training. They changed where locker rooms assignments were. To you know, so guys are with different different folks and it's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, chemistry is so important, man. Of course it is. It, it is it's 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 not talked about enough and, and I think a lot of front offices miss that in sports. They do. They do. You know that you have to have the right type of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you spend more time, particularly during the season, with these guys than you, you do your families. Way more, yeah, for those six months. You know, and and that that cohesiveness, and, and you know, it's not to say that there's not problems or fights occasionally or whatever else. I mean, that happens all the time. But but truly having one common goal and focus and everyone on that same page to achieve it. Like you right. said, it doesn't matter who hits the home run. Mm-mm. We hit the home run and everybody's yep. reacting the exact same way. They're pulling for each other. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, this is the part I don't know because I've struggled with this myself, like this this whole, you know, the culture thing, right? Where they have a great mm-hmm. culture. They all look at them. They're up there on the dugout steps. They're all cheering for each other. When you're winning, okay, it's easy to do that. It's easier. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's easy, but mm-hmm. it's easier. Um, 
Now, there have been teams in the past, like the New York Yankees back in the day when they won all the time, where it was, you know, the Reggie Jackson, you know, 25 players and 25 cabs to the stadium. <laughs> they didn't like anybody. But um, but I do think it, it would be hard to fake, uh, you know, the way these guys react mm-hmm. towards each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the Rays, the other thing they do, which is a great job, is that everybody has an ownership. It's not like, you know, you got a guy, you have your, you have your eight starters and then everybody else, you know, is pretty much there for pinch hitting or pinch running duty and no one feels ownership of this. They, they mix and match. They make sure that guys have, have part of this whole yeah. process and, and, and play enough um, to where they, they feel they take ownership of it. And mm-hmm. and so they're all, they're all involved in some way. And I think the Rays do that better than anybody. They not only use their 25 man roster, um, but then go deeper than that into the minor leagues and everything else, you know, with uh, with the Durham shuttle and stuff. But um, that's that's the thing. But no, you, I mean, I look. There's who wouldn't want to be a teammate of Randy Rosarena's right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy, you know, at at the end of the day, the game is is fun when you win, and that's why they're having so much fun. But it's also, a, you know, nice to play with people who have a joy about the game. You know, a Rosarena. It has a joy about him when he plays, has a flair, has a, has a has a a spark. You know, Wander Franco is special. That kid is special. Mm-hmm. So when you're around players like that, you know you're inspired by that. I mean, like this is really something to see. It's something to see what Shane McClanahan has done this year so far. You know, if you're on that pitching staff, that's inspiring. You know, and, mm-hmm. and pitching staffs usually compete with each other. What McClanahan said after the game is that he's tried to take more of a leadership role. And that's what an ace does. It doesn't it's the way he works, the way he works between starts, how he prepares himself, how he reacts to things that go wrong while he's on the mound, you know, how he battles. Like all those things is, are what an ace does. And he's taken on ownership of that. You know, he's grown up while it, before our eyes while he's playing the game. It's been fun to watch and you know, forget what they say in New York. I mean, this is this ball club is is the real deal. The other part about the culture, and it's so important in, in why I think organizations make mistakes changing management and front office too quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad, and you've got to make changes. Yeah, absolutely. But the Rays benefit from Kevin Cash has been here now nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. And with Neander and and you know yeah some of his assistants Hein Bloom's moved on and James Click and and those guys have moved on but Andrew you know, Friedman and but but I'm yeah. saying the current regime of you know and and it did start with Madden and Friedman and all that but and I saw this with the Atlanta Braves when I worked with them almost twenty years ago now as the Sherholtz and Cox were you know tenure was winding down or you know but. When it's the same manager in the same front office up at the big leagues, from the day you sign as a rookie and you go down mm-hmm. to the the, comp, the Florida Complex League, and you're you know, or in the, you're in the Arizona Fall League because you're a rookie and you're this. This is the way we do it. This is how we, and it's it's taught from day one. And there's so much consistency in the Rays organization. Yep. Yeah, they they move some coaches around and this and the other, but the philosophy and how we do everything. And this is how we hit. This is how we ride the bus. This is how we pitch. This is how we handle this. This is everything about it. And and then you get a really good farm system 
with a ton of talent, which the Rays have had for years now, and they've been winning right. the whole way along the way too. Like all these got all these young guys that come up, you know, the ones that have been in the system for a couple years or more, yeah. they've all been going up, you know, from complex league to single A to high A to double A, to, and they've been winning along the way. Because mm-hmm. almost every Rays minor league team goes to the postseason every year, and they've been winning championships, and and that's part of the the culture is is learning is how to win, learning how mm-hmm. to win, and and they've been doing it in the minors, right, and and they do it the same way throughout the minors when you get up here, and and when teams change, front offices and management all the time, that consistency from down below goes away, because this manager or this regime is going to do things differently. Right. You know, I, 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 I saw firsthand in Atlanta, and, and I'm sure the Rays are kind of similar in this regard, but I saw coaches taking young guys in spring training going, Bobby doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. Bobby doesn't let you do it that way. Yep. Bobby doesn't let you field the ball that way. Bobby doesn't let you dress that way on the bus. Bob, mm-hmm. From the day they're signed, that's what they hear. I better, I better do it the Braves way. In, right. In the Rays. Look, you buy into the Rays way, or they're probably going to get rid of you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that you know they've they've built a culture. Uh, these guys have come up in, they believe in, mm-hmm. and yeah. boy, is it showing that it works. Well, and and frankly, you know, they're not they 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 haven't outbid teams like the Dodgers mm-hmm. or the Yankees for free agents. But how many players want to come here? Mm-hmm. How many how many good ball players who you know maybe haven't had the success with their other franchises are trying now to get to the Tampa Bay Rays because they know they can help them. They know they have a formula. They want to be part of a winning franchise. They want to get better and then you know you, whether it's here or not, you know become a free agent and get paid, which so many players have done. This can't be a hard sell to say you're going to Tampa Bay, or would you like to come to Tampa Bay? You know, other than. You know, when you're bidding for, you know, Shohei Atani or something like that, um, that might be a, a, a tougher sell from a financial standpoint. But everything else, what player wouldn't want to come here and 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 get the secret sauce that has created career years for so many of these guys? You know, I, I mean, I, th- I don't think it's a hard sell anymore. You know, I think players are eager to do it, and that helps. If you get traded yeah, they, here, you got to be excited. Oh, I mean, absolutely. you may not want to leave where you're at, and, and you know, it doesn't mean everything's rosy, but, mm-hmm. you know, look how many guys that they get in a trade, and you're like, oh, okay, that'll just be some bench player. Well, and, a perfect example one is Isak Paredes, mm-hmm. right? Came yep. from the Tigers. Yep. Was a throw-in. Like, just, you know, went from a bad team to a good franchise and, you know, didn't do much a lot, you know, in the, in the very beginning. Now look at the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, playing a hell of a third base, driving in runs getting huge hits, and, you know, he's absolutely taken off. Christian Bethencourt. Bethencourt's been amazing, both defensively and offensively. Mm-hmm. The guy has a cannon for an arm behind the home plate. He handles pitchers well, and now he's delivering clutch home runs. Mm-hmm. Harold Ramirez. Another guy. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a, become a joke right around the major leagues. Like, if the Rays call, don't take well, you know, whoever they're asking hey, for, they must be pretty good. Let's look at the biggest one. Randy Arozarena. That's huge. I mean, the Cardinals right. are going, what, what did we give up? What What did we do here? Why? How could we have let this guy go? Mm-hmm. What didn't we see? 
Yeah, the Rays all the time. The Rays are really good at figuring out the type of person you are and whether right. you'll fit here. They do right. their due diligence right. and then finding how to push make you better or mm-hmm. tweak. They don't make huge changes, but right. enough to where you go from Yandy Diaz, who just hits hard line drives, to now you're hitting nine home runs this year already. And right. made you a pretty decent defensive player, too. You weren't that good defensively initially. They made G-Man Choi into a serviceable first baseman. Beyond serviceable. He's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I never thought that would happen. No. I mean, who did? But Yanni's done a nice job, and, and, you know, now all of a sudden he's added power to his bat, which he always hit the ball with the velocity as hard as anybody, but, you know, he's getting the lift, and, he, and he's kind of like knowing the counts so he can really try to, to, try to drive the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know. The home runs are now coming. It, it's look, however they're getting it done, and you know, crazy New York talk shows notwithstanding, this is one hell of a year. Like this, this already, this is a special team having a special year, and however it ends up, if they're able to stay healthy enough, the teams that have done this have won the for the most part, not all, but most have won the World Series. You know, you just this is not a fluke. This many games into the season, and I don't, I don't believe it's cheating. So it has to be that these guys have all gotten better at the same time. Many of them, some of them are already good, and they continue to grow as a team. And they comp- I'm telling you, the underrated thing is just how competitive these guys are because it's a long year. You know, they're going to get a day off on this road trip in New York between the. Uh, or before the Yankee series, I think. No, it's after the Yankees, before good. the Mets. Before the Mets, and in between, yeah. When they move from, yeah, the Bronx to Queens. Um, that day is, is going to be, you know, well well regarded because, you know, you're in the middle of a major league season, man. It's a grind. And and you can't always be on top of your game, you know. I mean, the other day, they're playing the Yankees, and they're down six to nothing. And Kevin Cash has to say, you know what, Josh, you got to wear this. Josh Fleming was on the mound, and it was like, yeah, you might have to give up eight today because we can't burn our bullpen with this road trip coming up unless we have a chance to win. You're just going to have to wear this. And so he did, and then lo and behold, the race chip away, and then you're, you're bringing in your top relievers to, you know, because you've come all the way back to win the game. But, you know, that that's going to happen. Um, but the, it's the competitiveness that I that I see – and and the adjustments, they're not getting themselves out. They're not swinging at bad pitches. But they had a well-pitched game against them. They really did. Um, you know, it, 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 on Monday night, it was – it was those are two good ball clubs. And I think it's going to be a tight series. And I think the Rays will do well to win the series. But they got another game there tonight. And then uh, the series finale, then it's on to the Yankees and day off and then the Mets. And, you know, we'll see how they're able to handle this road trip. It's uh, – it's a long one. It's good that they don't have to switch cities when they get to New York, which isn't that far away. Uh, they got some West Coast trips coming up here in, I think, uh, a number of weeks. But for right now, enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy it, unless you're from New York, and then you can try to figure out how they're doing it because I'm not that smart. I just think they're good ball players. Your last Let's, place, uh, New get, York Yankees, by the way. The la- yeah, the last place. And, and oh, by the way, it's already a six-and-a-half game lead. Six-and-a-half mm-hmm. already. Over Baltimore. It's just remarkable. That's, it's 36 remarkable. Games Baltimore in, was in it. 36 games yeah. in, 6 36. and a half game Incredible. 
I mean, it's just one of the best one of the best starts of all time. Yeah. And it's the Orioles really are the third enjoyable. best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not like it's six and a half, and you're it's not like the AL Central where you know the Twins are three games above five hundred, everybody else is below five hundred. Right. I mean, the AL East has all five teams above five hundred. Right, just the opposite. Yeah, these are the best teams in baseball. They're beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 been great. We've got um, some Bucks news to talk about. Devin White in particular. But first, I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. Been talking about this. They're a family-owned business. They've been installer solar, installing solar electric systems now for 13 years in the area. A lot of these companies are out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long will they guarantee their workmanship? With a 30-year labor and services warranty, plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they're going to install, and they'll customize it for your needs. And they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's doing the job up there. Those are Billy May's guys. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long and preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. So if you remember, the Devin White saga began really with some cryptic tweets. Uh, you know, stuff about how he can't believe how fast four years had gone. And and then some indications that he was moving on. It didn't make sense at the time. And then we came found out that he had, in fact, asked for a trade because he's unhappy about the fact that he's got to play under his fifth-year option for a mere $11.7 million, which is a significant raise. Roots first four years as a rookie. What he wants is what every player wants, is long-term security. And he'd like to see that five-year, $100 million deal come through right now. But those aren't the rules. Um, the, the CBA was negotiated with the Players Union. They decided if you're a player that's drafted in the first round, after four years when most people would become a free agent, the club has an option. They can exercise an option and basically retain you for a significant increase for a fifth season. And the union agreed to that. And so they have all the leverage. I thought the turning point for me was last week when <laughs> Larry Foote stood up there, the Bucks co-defensive coordinator and also linebackers coach, uh, stood up there and said, yeah, I've talked to Devin about his trade demands. Of course, Devin wants to be traded. And he goes, and I told him, it's, man, it's it's champagne problems, man. <laughs> like, you don't have a problem. You're getting paid 11-7 this year. Yeah, yeah, you got champagne problems. You come out here and you play, and you play well, you're going to get your money, and everybody knows it. And so that was about a week ago. All right, so come Monday... My Get Live 45 guy is back on Instagram and he posts something from Positive Vibe Quotes, which, you know, I'm sure they have a ton of these inspirational ones. This one seemed to fit his. Uh, it says, My story is simple. I fell, I got back up, 
I learned from my experience, and now I'm coming back for everything they said I wouldn't have. Well, I don't read between the lines, and I don't really do sort of motivational quotes or whatnot. But if you apply this to Devin's situation, my story is simple. I fell. I got back up. I, I said I wanted to be traded. I was unhappy about my situation. I've accepted it. I've learned from my experience, which is, yeah, I got no leverage here. And frankly, the coaches thinks I have champagne problems. And now I'm coming back. Coming back? Like Tom Brady coming back? I'm coming back for everything they said I wouldn't have, i.e. the money that's waiting for you after another good season as a free agent. So he's coming back, I believe. This can't be, you know, unless it's just fodder to tease people, but it seems fairly poignant, and I'm starting to think that the tipping point was Larry Foote calling him out. I just think that would be a hard pill to swallow. He did it to him in person, but then he did it to the media, and oh boy, what a headline, right? Mm-hmm. He got champagne problems. Thanks, Taylor Swift, who has a song by that name. Um, but that had to that had to have had an impact on Devin White. I would think so. And and look, at the end of the day, you went to the draft, you went through the draft, mm-hmm. you were not traded. That's right. So So your next opportunity is October, and that's a long way away. Yeah. So basically your options are come to work, get paid eleven point seven million dollars. Or sit out and make nothing. Yeah, in fact, I mean, be fined. Th- those are yeah, those are the options under the collective bargaining agreement. If the, yeah. if the Bucks are not going to trade you, which they have said they're not going to trade you, right? So, you know, I, I think your hope was is that you get traded at the draft. Mm-hmm. If you if you still wanted to be traded, when that didn't happen, right. you don't have many choices. Or as Larry Foote said, you have champagne problems. So figure you got it champagne out. problems. Yeah, you don't you don't have real problems. You got champagne problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think this is and listen. He he is. I don't dislike Devin White. I, I think he's a, an amazing player. Um, he's not as consistent as he or the organization would probably like, but he's still a young player, mm-hmm. and I, I think he has it in him to to be everything he wants to be and to make what he wants to make. Um, patience would be a good thing. Focus would be a better thing. And work ethic, you know, continue to to stay in better shape, continue to, you know, learn how to watch film, not just watch film, but learn, actually learn from it. Like there's a lot of his game. There's still a lot of meat on the bone there for him. And and if that's his focus, he'll get everything and more. It's like Larry said, look, you think you think a team's not going to pay you if you go out there and do what you're supposed to do? Of course they will. Um, so for whatever reason, you know, he had been dissatisfied, wanted a trade, and now I think this is the Bucks have done a good job of not closing the door, keeping the doors open, the line communications open, being welcoming for him to come back. Um, and you know what? It's a rookie minicamp this week, but then OTAs start. And that off-season work is important. And you've got some new teammates now around you. And they, they need to hear your voice since it's the one talking in the huddle. You know, and it won't be that long before we're at training camp, et cetera. So, you know, if if you realize you can't go anywhere and you're going to play here, then you might want to, you know, start mm-hmm. 
re-engaging with your franchise. And I think, I think that's what Devin White meant. It could be a different thing tomorrow. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> These guys, I tell you, this Instagram, this interweb they've started for the kids now. It's crazy. They only communicate that way, and you got to kind of like read the tea leaves because it's not very clear what they mean by anything. <laughs> um, but I, it was as cryptic as it was him that eventually led to him saying, I want to be traded, which I don't know that he ever actually said, um, although it was reported. Uh, this one is, is, is along those lines indicating that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back. So we'll see. We'll see how, cl- how quickly we see him over at you know, the Advent Healthcare Center or not. But um, I think we've turned a corner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're facing next. But um, Well, here's what we're facing think, next. The NFL schedule yeah. comes out Thursday. That's right. Would, and you, like, some... would you like to revise – Yes. Your over-under number of two primetime games for the Bucks, And I say that because the NFL has changed some of the rules. They have changed the rules, and the rules are that there are no rules. Yes. Where, whereas, you know, it used to be that Fox had the NFC uh, home games and CBS had the AFC home games, and every team played on Thursday night at least once. Uh, yeah, all that's out the window. Mm-hmm. They're not doing any of it. Every game is uh, up for bids now, basically. So there's no mm-hmm. like, hey, the Bucks are on the road, so they must be on Fox. Nope, right. that doesn't hold true anymore. Right. Uh, you not don't have to have a Thursday game. You don't have to have any primetime games. No, none. And there's going to be what a Black Friday game this year. There's going to be a triple header on Christmas Day. On a Monday, as well. There should be. Yeah, it's a Monday, but there'll be a triple header. Yep. Open the presents, have yeah. a meal, sit yeah. down for three football games. Beautiful. Unless you're working time with if them. the Bucks are on Christmas Day. Well, they were last year. <laughs> I mean, they're not playing Detroit and they're not playing Dallas, so that leaves one possibility. I'm still putting the under over on, on, on national TV games at two, and I, I'm leaning towards the under. I just don't think I don't think there's a reason unless you're looking for an early regular season game. Sometimes they'll have some division games week one, week two. Uh, and then they definitely backload them, you know, to make it more exciting down the stretch. Uh, but uh, unless you have a game, you know, against New Orleans early on, that's a Monday night game, you know, Carr versus Baker Mayfield or some such nonsense. Uh, to me, that's the only, you know, well, I could, that's I the could, only thing I'm not sure about. I could steal one of your lines. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what I think I think. Here's what I think. I think that's actually Peter King's line, but yeah. I, well, that's oh, I saying. got something for him. I have too, the Bucks at thirty first in the power <laughs> yeah. pool, the power ratings. Well, I, I didn't know where you're going with that, but I'm glad you that's did. That's where I was that, going. <laughs> yeah, that one I read at about five a.m. yesterday, and yeah, it's kind of insane in a way. Um, look, I don't. Could they be bad? Yeah. Could they be historically bad? If the injuries mounted, sure. Um, are they 31st? No way. No way that this team, if you're just looking at the talent, right, of this football team, there, in my mind, there's no way that they should be ranked 31st. Now, if you're saying, well, the schedule's too tough, or I really hate the quarterback. I was going to say, or, I think he means Baker Mayfield's not that good is what he thinks. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like you guys got no quarterback, um, you know, Brady only managed to win eight games with this team a year ago, and you're worse, right? You didn't fix the offensive line. Like, there's rationale behind it. 
but it's still a shocking number. Well, it's, you know, it, and, and the thing is, your is. division's weak, so you can win yeah. some games there. Well, I mean, in which you know which team, and not that he had the NFC South teams ranked very high. I think the highest one was probably like 20, 20 twenty second. I think I think the Saints 22nd, were twenty second. Yeah. But I mean, whether you're talking about the Saints, you know, the Saints to me, in my mind, probably have the best team because I think they have the best quarterback today. Now that might change when. Bryce Young starts playing a little bit under his feet, et cetera. Um, but it, it's the division itself is not great, to say the very least. Um, no, they're going to knock each other off. But if you won eight games with Brady, it's it's conceivable that you might not match that with Baker Mayfield. I mean, it is, especially if the Saints are better. But I just, 31st? I mean, we're not talking about last in the division. We're talking about last in every division. <laughs> like, you're, there's only one team worse than you, and I, it escapes me who it the was. Cardinals, who was 32? Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, because Kyler Murray's out with the ACL. They're, as a franchise, they're an absolute train wreck. Um, and again, I don't know why Peter's picking on the Cardinals, but I almost would accept that. They, they didn't just win the division a year ago. You know, and granted, they don't have their quarterback in either of the Bucks, but jeez, thirty first was kind of shocking. I mean, he gets anywhere near that, then Todd Bowles is definitely gone. But I don't, I don't see it going that way. Pretty interesting though, uh, if you want to read it. Football Night in America, Peter King's Football Morning in America, Peter King's uh, a column on Monday, and it's his last one for a while because he's going on vacation. He takes a lot of vacation because he gets a lot of vacation. That's usually how that works. Incredible. Incredible. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Rick, uh, what are you doing tonight? Well, there's not, like, the schedule comes out Thursday. I kind of have what would amount to an off night. But I'm going to go to the trap. But the Razor in Baltimore. They are. But apparently... That's where they do the post-game show. And I have been asked and have graciously accepted uh, a chance to do like a fill-in post-game for the next two days, uh, the final two games of the Baltimore Series. So I will be where you usually are mm-hmm. uh, with the Razor at home, and that's at the Trop. Uh, yeah, kind of hanging out, taking calls. Well, like the radio days, you take calls from – Tampa Bay fans and yeah. they react to what happens in Baltimore for game two and game three. Should we call you Rick Solons or <laughs> no, is it, is it Neil Shroud? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, neither. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, I could not even carry their microphones, but, um, but it'd be fun. It's something different. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, they haven't been around for a while or listening to this podcast or me in the last 30 years. Uh, Baseball had been very, very good to me. It's been my life. Uh, I grew up. That was that was our family. That was that was my dad did. He was a legendary uh, coach in the area. Played for the St. Pete Saints, um, the original, the OG of uh, 
professional baseball teams in St. Petersburg back in the late fifties. And, um, yeah, I was able to play high school and did well there and went on to Arkansas state and played division one college baseball. So I love the game. Uh, the game isn't necessarily an easy one to cover, which thank God Mark Topkins really to do it. Uh, it's, it is a, it is a marathon. Um, but for that reason and others, uh, we didn't have a team when I started covering the Bucks. The Bucks were the biggest beat, uh, and in some cases, sometimes you know can be when Tom Brady's around. So I managed to do football uh, for the most part of my career. But uh, I still cover the Rays on occasion, uh, you know, for Mark on a Sunday every now and then. And um, whenever I get the chance, I like to go and I watch them all the time. So yeah, I've. Uh, should be fun. It's, it's like a 45 minute, you know, show you can call in. That's another thing, you know, you guys, we don't, we, we tape this show so we don't get calls. Uh, but if you want to want to call in comment on the raise comment on, you know, the New York media thinking that they're cheating, whatever, I don't care what, but, uh, it should be, it should be another, another good game between these two teams in the American league East that are both off to terrific starts. And, uh, you know, game two of this 10 game 11 day road trip, which is, uh, which is a big one for them, you know, and, and a chance to get their 30th, 30th win. It's just stupid good. Um, so it's a special season, and for whatever small part, day or two that I can play, uh, even a chance to talk to fans about it, it's going to be cool. So, yeah, I'll be there uh, I'll be there tomorrow and, uh, and Wednesday. So make sure you tune in and tune in here with the podcast tomorrow. You can send us your mailbag questions if you have any. We're happy to get to those at some point during the week. You can do that on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. NFL schedule Thursday, Bucks mini camp Friday and Saturday. Still action-packed week ahead. And the Rays, of course, continue their series against the Baltimore Orioles. Thanks for listening. From Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.